Hello, everybody. This is Pitch Deck Asia. My name is Graham Brown. Today, we're talking about startups and hiring. Because you may or may not know, as a startup founder, the biggest challenge isn't raising funds. That's quite easy today in the current climate. The harder challenge is finding good people to work for your startup. Finding people who want to be part of this adventure, want to go and put a dent in the universe, as Steve Jobs puts it. Hey, Pratana, how's it going? You've yeah, come joining the studio um, team here today to talk about some of the people that we've had on the Pitch Deck Asia show in the last year. Mm -hmm. And importantly, those that have successfully hired. And what did they do right? Because it's not about putting an ad out there or necessarily you know, um, hiring a headhunter to find people for your startup. That's part of it. But the key is storytelling. Yeah, exactly. And with... I think with startups, they are somewhat in between that they can't afford the headhunters. Yeah. But then they also can't afford wasting their time. Yeah. Uh, if they just put a job ad out there, <clears throat> sorry, they'll be just having, you know, people, job Bombarded. applicants, just lots of CVs, a lot of resumes. And they are they don't have time or they don't have yeah. money. And that's where storytelling comes into place. And that's where our show also comes into place. So... Let's start about Zev. Yeah. Let's start with that. Alan Schmoll. Yeah, we like Alan. Let's get his pitch deck up. So Alan Schmoll, Zev. A um, little bit of background. Alan is uh, from the world of investment banking. Yeah. Um, worked for Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. And Zev is a technology platform which helps startups um, with all their corporate secretarial and fiduciary responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And um, on the face of it, all due respect, Alan, it's quite a dry subject. So, you know, um, making that sexy is a challenge. But the key to this really isn't trying to make uh, corporate secretarial or software sexy. It's about telling your story. And um, Alan's got a great team and he's successfully hired a number of people in the last few months yeah. to grow that team. And it all comes down to telling a simple story about, you know, who you are, um, where you're heading to, you know, why are you doing it? Hmm. And it doesn't matter if you are building a platform for corporate secretarial or you are, like we talked about in the other review shows, like, you know, a an employee reward scheme for seafarers, which hmm. is really dry, or digital custody, asset management, and so on. Again, you know, the, these are very neutral subjects. The key is about the people and the stories that you tell. Exactly. And in fact, with startups, because they're always pivoting in the beginning, trying to find the right business model mm. and uh, trying to find the right market also. That is the reason why they want the people on team who are adaptable mm. and are not just after the benefits. Yeah, the there's plenty of the benefit seeking. seekers out there. Yeah. Exactly. And we have had couple hundreds. of <laughs> <laughs> hundreds. hundreds, yeah. Oh, we've hired as well. We've yeah. hired some great people. And, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot come. And I don't think, you know, the, the key is telling a story really is about that you also attract the right people, mm. the right mindset, um, people who want more than just a job yeah. by telling the right story. And I think at a certain level where you're dealing with talent is they seek out, the stories that match what they're trying to do as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's important to get out. It's a sales process, right? I think, you know, that's what you have to, you know, reconfirm to startup founders. Like when they come on the show, they're selling themselves, not just to raise funds, but to attract 
talent right yeah i think one of the times when it was always the job seekers yeah. coming up to you it's the other way and in fact in so we have done like two startup work asia tour affairs hmm. and in those we try to turn the table around in which the startup founders had to pitch um to the to the the attendees mm. and uh, later the attendees just went to them and had a chat so that was we felt a more um, effective way so that they attract the right talent the people who are saying the right things plus they all know about the startup before they actually jump into it they know what they are getting into yeah do you remember the first one we did and i think the first presentation was ned from bamboo oh, correct oh yes that was really good one he just got swamped afterwards so a little bit of context so ned phillips is one of the founders of bamboo which yeah. is a robo advisory it's a mm. fintech startup again another dry subject how do you get really good people to work for your team and yet ned stood up just being ned you know ned's a wanna be stand up comic as well because i know him quite well so i know what his secret passions are and he stood up and he he didn't just stand up you know a sketch he did like just him in his sort of like life mm. and he stood up and said i think like with all due respect ned if i've got it wrong he said something like you know i'm 51 years old like started off with that which is quite rare to hear from a an employee or a recruiter right he said i'm 51 years old this is the this is what's happened in my life so far this is where i'm at this is what i'm trying to do these are the kind of people that really i'm looking for you know who are passionate about x y and z you know i want you to come and be part of this team these are the kind of things that you're going to work on um it's not corporate world i've come from that you know i used to work for e trade and mm-hmm. you know some of the largest like thomson reuters some of the largest information products companies in the world it's not about that but this is what it's about you're not going to get all the kind of fluffy benefits that you would at thomson reuters but you're going to get this yeah responsibility meaning and so on and it was a very honest pitch He also mentioned about how the people who started with him is still with him all yeah, the way now. Yeah, that was important. And uh, even if a couple of them have left, they have left to start their own business. So that is the kind of growth uh, that uh, you know the people in his team uh, has experienced. In fact, this is actually some one of the things that I loved about uh, when I was our first conversation mm. when uh, you. told me uh, when i it was m- like an interview but you told me about the learning curve and what mm. i'll be experiencing here and this is one of the things we also share with the new uh, recruits in our team mm. so we say that okay it's more like a learning curve in which the first uh, few weeks you are experiencing everything uh, getting your hands dirty uh, just doing task based job and then after that you'll start working on projects and after that it's a more strategic thing so if these kind of small things you are able to tell or communicate with the people out there mm. that is a kind of story right yeah, so absolutely. if you are able to uh, communicate this for then you know you will be attracted by the right talent and especially by fresh graduates mm. who are really passionate about it uh, they want this kind of an uh, experience uh, a learning experience that they can't find in corporates otherwise yeah So and you scare the wrong ones off. Yeah, exactly. So the ones who are not the hustlers or think yeah. oh we I don't want to do the the hard work. I mean in the sense that hard yeah. work's fine but like you know I don't want to talk to customers because yeah. I've got an MBA. Mhm. So 
Yeah, There's plenty of those out there. That you. is the power of storytelling, right? In yeah. hiring. It comes down to, we talked about this on mm. the last uh, review show, is that, you know, when it comes to storytelling, don't tell people what you're building. Um, no, did I get that right? I've got that wrong. Right. Don't tell people what you do. Tell people what you want to build. Yeah, right? that's right. Well, it's kind of half right. <laughs> but I told it in the wrong way, which is like what storytelling is all about. Telling it in the right way. Tell people what you're going to build. So whether that is pitching for investment, i.e., this is what we are now, but this is the world mm. like in the future and how we're going to change it. And also with recruitment as well, this is like how we want to, you know, work together in the future and what we want you to be and mm. become in this journey as well. And the right people to respond to that. I think Ned did a great job of that with a very simple story and through, you know, example. Yeah, and then those people who were just hurling around him. like He got swamped like a rock star. He said to me, he WhatsApped me afterwards and said, Graham, that was amazing. I was like a rock star. I said, Ned, you are a rock star. <laughs> and then people wanted to work for him yeah. because that's the kind of impression he created. Yeah, and that's what it all will be hmm. about for those kind of companies is at the end of the day, how can they attract and retain the best talent? Because at the end of the day, nothing's going to differentiate them from the next guys, apart from the people that they've got in their team. Yeah, it's the people ultimately who will be who are your brands, yep. right? So I believe in that. You, uh, you do believe in that. I Plus, posted about it today. Okay, <laughs> so who else do we have? Who else has been in the studio that successfully? Success we have a store tour from Rod Human Devices. Yeah, now, they, they've rebranded. Yeah, now. they have rebranded now. Yeah. You want me to do a little bit about Stuart? Yeah. So Stuart's, an in, again, you know, it's the same with him. He's like, he's an honest guy. Um, he's trying to do something interesting and talking about what he wants to build. So he builds um, uh, medical devices for hearing loss. Hmm. Uh, Ex-Dyson. So he knows a few things about design technology. And um, again, like he's competing with, you can imagine every single startup who is recruiting software engineers and what have you. So he, you know, he can't pay the salaries of Facebook or Grab or Uber or whoever. So the reason why people are going to work for him is the story that he mm. tells. And they get it. They, they understand if they work for a smaller startup, they're going to get a lot more exposure, a lot more responsibility, and they're going to grow faster in the longer term, right? And that's what he sells. So he doesn't actually say it like that when he tells his story. He just tells an honest story. And when he came in the studio, he did this about, you know, I'm just this engineer who's passionate about building stuff and this is what I want to do. And I see this problem of people who have this sort of bone conductive hearing loss. Yeah. And this is how I want to do it. And this is the products I'm working on. And it's not finished yet, right? There's a long way to go. But that appeals to the right people. You know, the fact that it's not fully baked product Hmm. appeals to a lot of people that they feel that they can make their mark on this, right? Rather than, okay, here's the product, go and sell it. Yeah. You can be part of the whole journey. Exactly. You can be part of the, if it blows up, it's, yeah. you know, it's You're better. Part of that as well. <laughs> yeah. It, it's better to, you know, jump on the board earlier than yeah. later. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, have a look at Stuart's story. And um, he, he's gone through a number of raises as well and recruited hmm. a number of people. And well, he was starting out as himself, so it was just him, and uh, you know his his devices, right? And he didn't even have a working prototype when he came on the show. So, um, you know, good for him. It's a good example of selling, especially. I think the challenge is if you're an engineer 
you're, you're a, a nuts and bolts person. Mm -hmm. Like storytelling is often something like you, you don't have it in your you know experience or your nature. It's quite hard, you know, because you just think about making stuff every day. And you're busy. You're head down in the weeds of what you do. So actually trying to package that stuff is quite hard. But like that's okay if you're in Dyson. If you work for Dyson, you have a whole great big department doing that yeah. for you. When it's just like little old me making my thing, now you have to do the storytelling. Now you don't have like 100 MBAs running around like doing like SWOT analysis and, and you know, campaigns for you. So Graham, what advice would you give to those uh, kind of like tech savvy people who are just into the business and working day in, day out? How should they tell uh, their story to attract the right talent? Yeah, so... So yesterday we did a, a workshop for an accelerator, a cyber security, security accelerator here in Singapore. So very much they're, they're of that mindset, which is, you know, very much product first, very technical people, very, very high level of technical skill there. So in that sense, those people spend most of their time focusing on, you know, zeros and ones, programming and so on. And storytelling comes at the end of it. And I think with those guys, what we found when they sat down and actually wrote out their story, one of the key breakthroughs was saying, what is the problem and who is it for? Yeah. And then what does it do for them? And breaking it down in that sense. So they know the problem, but they've never articulated it. Hmm. Like I have this piece of technology and it's great and therefore people will buy it. It doesn't work like that. But when they actually said, look, you know, for example, like uh, cybercrime is a 35 billion dollar problem or you can go to jail yeah that was a really good one yeah like if you're for example if you're a director of a company in new zealand now and you get hit by a cyber attack and you haven't taken the right you know reasonable steps mm -hmm. to secure your data you can go to jail yeah i mean if i was a director of a company which i am but not in new zealand i would be scared mm. but to start with that so that's a story to start with that you've got people's attention. And there were some really good examples of that. And, you know, even in like three hours working with those startups, we went from, you know, this is what I build to this is the story. Hmm. And there were a lot of breakthroughs even in three hours. So I'm, I'm, the point being is that it's doable, it's possible. If you just start by, you know, start with the problem. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So also, uh, when you were starting out uh, a year back, 13, 14 months back, so how was your experience with hiring here in Singapore? Uh, it was quite tough, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't find any good people. You apart didn't? Apart from you two. <laughs> you didn't find at all? Okay. No, I mean, I'm joking. But yeah. um, a lot of noise, mm -hmm. a lot of job seekers, yeah, and not their fault. I don't think people know. Mm the alternative i think i think that if you're a startup founder you're all in hmm. you cannot be a startup founder and be like half like oh i need a salary and uh, benefits and you can't be like that you've got to be all in you're taking a massive risk so you're now having to communicate that to people who might not get it hmm. and do they not get it because they'll never get it or do they not get it because they've never been exposed to it which is another matter which for example if you're surrounded by entrepreneurs if you like grew up and your dad was an entrepreneur or you're like you know your mum had her own business and so on hmm. then like for you entrepreneurship was natural therefore you got it yet 
you know, if you never had that exposure, maybe you don't know what entrepreneurship is and what startups are. And therefore, that's okay. But if you then get exposed to it and you still don't get it, then, you know, you don't belong there. So I think the issue here, as in a lot of um, Asian uh, countries, is that, that there's a lot of people who haven't yet been exposed to it. Yeah, um, they're programmed in such a way also that, okay, these are the set of questions you should be asking. Yeah. This is how the resume should look like. Yeah, and that's understandable, isn't it? Because yeah. they're, they're looking for jobs, right? I mean, yeah. I lived in Japan long enough to know that that is how you get a job, <laughs> right? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a formula that you follow. Mm. And so therefore, you know, there's a bit of work from the startup founder's side, which is that if the person you're sitting with have they just not had the chance to be part of that kind of environment or do they just not want to be part of it yeah. and you want that group here who all the ones who are already in on that mm. you know i want to take some risk mm -hmm. you know and i understand like we you know this, this, you understand that they're trained in a way so you have to kind of untrain it a little bit mm -hmm. so the storytelling is a key part of that because storytelling you know penetrates all of that like you get a story like you you like avengers right yeah, I know you guys like Avengers around here. So like you get the you don't have yeah. to speak a certain language or, you know, like mm -hmm. you, know, you don't have to be of a certain culture. You get stories. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a really important part of getting through the crap yeah. and getting to the point. And then I think one part is obviously for the founders to tell the story, but also we have like hundreds of such stories on Pitch Asia, Pitch Asia. So if anyone is actually looking for uh jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in startups, especially if you want that kind of an experience, they can always go there and check out the pitches and just drop a message on LinkedIn, maybe. And founders are not scary. No, no. Yeah, they Some would. Are, but yeah, they would love to have a chat and just a conversation. Yeah. Obviously, according to their uh, scheduling and how busy they are, but still, uh, just drop a message and say that hey, I listened to your uh, podcast and it was really great, and I would love to, you know, just have a yeah. chat. So that for, works. So for all these people who are looking for jobs now, uh, what are the tips for them? Because as a founder, what would you like to see in them? Yeah, I mean, the obvious ones are do your research. Yeah. You know, don't turn up and say, like, you don't know anything about the company. Right? That's like, okay, goodbye. That's the end of the interview. That's the quickest way to end an interview. Mm -hmm. Do your research. Um, you know, like, watch the the podcast watch pitch deck asia if you've seen them find out a bit about this person and uh it, it, that already puts you in the top five percent of applicants as far as i'm concerned because like 95 percent won't know don't know that that can be done right so do that um and i think importantly as well is that as much as storytelling is startup founders pitching their story as a job applicant you should tell your story yeah. And they don't train people to do this, right? And, you know, you've got to have a reason why you're here. Like, there's a reason why this all makes sense. And it's tough, right? Because I know, like, in Steve Jobs' style, it's all about, you know, joining the dots when mm. you're sort of, like, at the latter half of your life, right? It's quite hard when you're just starting out. But you should really focus on, like, okay, you've got all these kind of experiences which are just, look like, random, which they are when you're young, like you did this, and you did that, and you went here and you took this course and it doesn't make sense. Mm. So when you present it to a, a founder or an employer, 
they just look at it and say, well, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you didn't do like what I would consider mm. like this sort of elevate escalator track of career where you go to a good school, take the MBA, management training, boom, you're into the large corporate, right? Most people don't do that. So they just have all these kind of random collection of points. Mm. And then it's up to the founders to work out and take a risk on you. But what you should do is put all that together and say, look, rather than the fact that I did this, I did this, I did this, you come to some, you come to a, an interview and you say, um, you know, this is what I want to do. And this is part of that story. Right. Yeah. And like I've tried these things and I've learned these things and I've made some mistakes and I want to apply what my lessons learned here. And that's mm. a story. And, you know, that puts you from going from top five percent to top one percent. Yeah, because you know you got to remember if you look at any of the uh, these other review shows, storytelling isn't like an add-on to what you do. It is the complete value hmm. of what you do, and it's the same for recruitment as well. Because if you're able to sit in here and tell a great story about yourself, it doesn't have to be amazing. Just put it all together, and then give that to a potential employer. They get it. And obviously, the your favorite one, follow up. Follow up, yeah. Yeah, you have a story, but don't just leave it on the table. There's also part two. Yeah, great. So, please. are we done on the? Yeah. So, thanks for joining us, folks. Hopefully, you enjoyed this little walk into the world of recruitment for founders and for you job seekers as well. Is did I just say job seekers? Surely not. I meant, you know, startup talent, as we call you now. So, if you're on either side of the table. Go and check out the Pitch Deck Asia website and go and find some great examples of stories told and some maybe examples which aren't so great, but they're all good case studies that you can go and look at and find something that works for you and something that you can relate to and make your story a little bit more polished. So we're signing out. Hi, Graham Brown from Pitch Deck Asia. Pitch Deck Asia, powered by Pitch Pitch Deck Asia is all about giving startup founders a voice we are a show to help startup founders share their journey. So if you enjoy these stories, then why not subscribe to our YouTube channel? There's the subscribe button over there. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on the journey. Leave a comment. I look forward to seeing you at the next episode.